When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome into the latest edition of ESPN FC. I'm Dan Thomas. You just missed a Craig Rands about fantasy football, which is always quite something to start us off. Short and sweet, though, can't be repeated on air. Shaka Hislop is with us. We also welcome to the show uh, Julian Laurent as well as we focus on what happened. Uh, Ellen Road today leads in action against Manchester City. Uh, Manchester City beating Leeds by three goals to one in the end. They had so many chances in the first half, but in the end it was Rodri who made it 1-0 just before the break. Then the brace for Erling Haaland make it three. We saw Leeds get one back, but in the end it is City who take all three points, which means they close the gap on Arsenal once again to five at the top of the table. Job done? Yeah, actually I have to concede you were right the other day Wow. When, when who was it? Might have actually been you. This is a first. I, I'm not going to lie to you. No, no, I'm excited. We start the show with I'm going to concede that I was wrong. <laughs> No, I'm not conceding I was wrong. <laughs> I, I never uh, contributed. I'm conceding right. the statement you made, and maybe you, about this Boxing Day fixture list, or Boxing Day holiday period yes. fixture list, was going to be a bit of a non-event. Yep. And I think we talked about the games yesterday, which were pretty easy. And this, th- this was the same. I mean, the fact that it was 3-1 was only because, you know, in the first half in particular... Once again, Jack Grealish, we're talking about end product, even though he got better in the second half. And Erling Haaland individually could have won this game on his own with four or five, yep. even though he got, he got a brace. Should have had easily, I'll give him four, probably five. Um, so still blowing the cobwebs off. And I suppose that gave Leeds a little bit of impetus. When Gilhard came on, he could have scored and did a couple of free kicks. And that was the only downside, really. But, but yeah, I mean, from what... The first minute when Haaland had the chance chance with the Aki ball over the top. At no point did I think any of these games were actually in doubt. Yeah. I I, I totally agree. Listen, the only surprising thing in this game or surprising things were were that Leeds were that disappointing. I I thought they were really poor at home. And that at 44 minutes, it was still nil-nil. Because... Up until then, it was all one team. And as Craig said, all Erling Haaland with, with chances, Jack Grealish in particular. Um, and, and you just wondered if that would, would make for some kind of a surprise. But from the time the deadlock was broken, you, you kind of knew how this one would go. And, and it, um, in the end, was was not at all surprising. It's similar to, it's interesting, Craig brought it up. Like Everyone won who you would expect to win, really during this round of matches, with the exception maybe Spurs with the draw, but City kind of continuing this trend post-World Cup. Yeah, you're right. I mean, I, uh, on, on Monday, so on, on Boxing Day, on the day of Boxing Day, there was only one home win, which was Arsenal, so maybe that's the only thing that you can think, OK, this is a bit unusual, really, to have only one, one, one home win uh, in, in, a, in a Premier League day like that. But then, yeah, you're right, we saw Liverpool, even with some... Shaky moments defensively, still winning. We saw United winning yesterday. We saw City. I agree with the boys, never really in that tonight. They could easily have scored four or five, maybe even six. 
uh, through the whole through the whole game. And you know, Spurs maybe, but Spurs don't start well. They never start well. So then they always <laughs> have so much to come back into that obviously it cost them at times. But yeah, it was it was pretty fairly straightforward scuff boxing there and then a couple of days after in the Premier League really. Uh, Erling Haaland stats time then of course he made it 20 goals 20 Premier League goals already this season in just 14 matches it's the first person in Premier League history to score 24 January he's on pace to score 52 Premier League goals uh, the current record is 34 he's outscored nine Premier League teams this season including Chelsea and if the season was to stop now on five previous campaigns he would have already won the golden boot and he said afterwards, he agreed with you afterwards. He said, I'm disappointed I should have got four or five. I, uh, yeah, I don't think he's going to, I don't think he's going to get 52. I, I mean, it, it could happen. I just don't think it will continue to go at that pace. There's a lot stronger teams to be played. Right. Albeit, you know, he, he easily could bully, yeah, even if I play Newcastle at a Botman and a Shah, that's going to be a great matchup there too. Uh, excellent centre-halves in great form that's a, that's a fantastic back four there are so many other fights to be had but yeah I said to you at the Liverpool game in the Carabao Cup I said he looks like he needs to get the cobwebs off yes. and, and even though he got two he looked like it again I mean the one he had in the first half that the brilliant little ball from De Bruyne and he's let it run across him a little bit but he's so intent in getting it on his left foot and we've been sort of hypercritical here he's so intent in getting it on his left foot it's the wrong choice he has to let it run across his body on his right the defender then doesn't get near him and he's got a cleaner strike to get away and the one in the second half when he was uh, again the great ball through when he was straight through one and one with Melly yeah. Kenny gets it stuck under his you feet you kind of always expect to see that hit the back of the yeah net, he's Kenny digging them out a little bit at the moment and he's kind of like you know his touch isn't quite there which seems strange to be <laughs> saying for a guy who's got I think three goals in the two games back after the break but he is he's a little bit rusty yeah that's just I mean, he's admitted that himself, as yeah. he said. Not uh, bad, Rusty. No, yeah, rusty. No, no, rusty. Not, not bad, especially given, given that return. Listen, the, the truth is, I think the only thing standing in Erling Haaland's way and, and getting to that 50-goal threshold is City's successes. Or injury. Or injury. Or injury. We don't wish, wish out on anyone. But... If City go deep in, deep in the Champions League, let's say, and Pep Guardiola decides to rotate and we see how the games stack up given this, this mid-season break, um, that's, that's the only thing I, I think stops Erling Haaland. I, I don't think there's a single defence in, in the league to, to, to do that. What's the percentage, Jules? 50 in the Premier League. I mean, I agree with Craig. When you look at it like that here, it looks, it looks impossible. He like, come on, it looks impossible. If, if the likes of Thierry Henry and Shearer and Salah are his best and Luis Suarez are his best and Harry Kane are his best, I mean, if, if, if the maximum they, they did and they achieved was 34 and that's not even all of them, you know, how can he do 50 or more? But if you look at the 20 he scored now, I think he's 13 or 14, 14 XG, 14 expected goals or 13 expected goals. So he's clearly scoring some goals that you don't really expect him to score from the positions that he takes them. And yet, like we said, he can still score more. He could have scored more today in the last few games. You mm. know, this is, this is not even like him at his best, really like two chances, two goals per game, two shots on targets, two shots, per, two goals per game. It's not even that. So... Maybe 50 is possible then. Maybe why would, he, why would he slow down? Why would they slow down? Even if you play bigger teams, you will always, always going to play weaker side anyway. 
teams like are open like Leeds or don't defend well or are not on a good day. So he will always have chances, two, three, four, maybe sometimes just one. I don't know. I mean, I'm, I agree with you. It's not possible, really. But then maybe with him it's possible. Maybe everything is possible. <laughs> it's not. It's maybe it's a couple of things. Maybe we're saying we don't see too often teams of the ilk of Man City's ability. Mm-hmm. Now and again, yeah, you know, it's like a perfect storm almost. Yeah, you know, we see we've seen some fantastic United sides: Arsenal, Liverpool, City, and then you take the bottom of the league and the mediocrity. And I'm being nice. Dross. A lot of it. And what happens is now in this sort of modern era is there's always been weaker teams, as Jill said, always. But generally the weaker teams have set their stall out and went like, like we, know, we, we know what we're up against here. Right, the only way we survive in this division and give ourselves a chance is we do what we know we can, defend. Right. There are some of these teams down there, and Leeds are one, that still think they can play to an extent, this open, pressing, high-tempo game that has success sometimes against some of the teams. But when you play teams like City, who can just pop it around you, one, two, three, four, four passes, and before you know it, it's gone from the edge of the box to the edge of your box, then maybe the difference between the Henrys and the Shearers, Van Nistelrooy, Fowler, the list goes on, is there's a little bit more space to operate right. against the bottom, say, six or seven teams, who are saying, oh, we're not bad, we're going to play out from the back. No, that never really happened 15, 20 years ago. Teams just set their stall out when they were fighting relegation and went, all right, here we are, beat us. To to that point, I I don't think it's only the bottom six or seven teams in the table. I I, I think you could look as as high as... Ninth or tenth, and and City could City could beat. I'm not sure it was ninth or tenth. Leicester City, right? City could beat them five or six. You, you could quite easily see that. Um, and, and for so, to, to to Craig's point, there has not been that, this gulf between the top hey, club, Fulham. top clubs, Fulham, Fulham, Brentford. City could 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 beat Fulham six easily. You you can you can see you can make that argument right now quite easily. I think I think Stevie always Chuck, Stevie always said something. He says, look, there is the way the game is played now. There is more space on the mm. field now than ever, mm-hmm. right? And when you give quality players like this space because of the because the way the game is played because the fullbacks hug the touchline the, the the wingers are wide guys push on the centre half split even with the poorer teams there is so much more space to operate now particularly in the middle of the park but and generally in behind defences the teams with Alexa De Bruyne and Hall yeah. are just cutting you open mm. Jack Grealish was going to start today how would you sum up his performance uh do you know, I, I, I don't. I, I sum up his performance as it got better, uh, and as his manager has said, th- this part of his game just has to be better. The finishing, yeah, the end product. Whether it be the, here, I mean, he actually looked startled that this was coming to him, and then he had one like this yeah, one. Where this is the one. A beautiful little ball from De Bruyne around the corner to the youngster, and then you know that. that that's just an easy finish. And there was a cutaway of Guardiola, and at the time it was nil nil, and he was like, Do you know, he knows he's a good player, we know he's a quality player, we know he's got a talent, but I- I'll continue to say it. Generally, Mares, Foden, De Bruyne, all these guys, Sterling when he was there, had 
something up their sleeve at the end of the day. Right. He needs to do that more. I think it's two league goals in the calendar year, I heard somebody say on the broadcast. Although it got better in the second half, and it was a lovely steal from the square ball, and then the set-up for Haaland, and then obviously he had two assists. But I think as a general rule of thumb, he, he needs to be better in the final third. How does he get it. better in the final third? <laughs> I haven't got that answer. He gets better by when that ball drops to him, instead of whipping it against a defender like he did in the first half. Uh, when it's on his right foot, he whips it around the defender and he gets it on target. He, he needs to, he needs to look as if when that ball's in the box, he's going to make half a yard and get a shot away or play a killer pass. I, I, I never feel that he's going to do that. So he was okay today, got better. But I think that's a big Achilles heel for him. I, I'm not a great Grealish fan, certainly since his arrival at City. And, and to, to your question, um, how does he get better? It's, it's been... What, 18 months now? I mean, there were lots of comparisons between Grealish and Mares, And when Mares moved from Leicester, he had to spend some time on the bench. But he figured it out really quickly. It's been 18 months now, and we're still having that same discussion around, around Drag Grealish. Even when he gets things right, the, the assist for the Haaland goal, I thought it was a little bit under hit. And, and Haaland gets onto it and, and makes easy work at the finish. But at that level of, of the game, you should be so much better. Um, and if we're still having the same conversation now that we were having about Jack Grealish in August of 2021, I'm not sure that even Pep Guardiola has the answer as to how you make him better. Uh, just the one game today, saw City get the victory. Uh, unfortunate news, meanwhile, for Reese James, Jules. He's going to be out for at least a month after a horrible season already with injuries. Yeah, that's right. He got set back on his knee injury that obviously uh, took him out of the World Cup with, with England. It was his comeback in that game against Bournemouth. He only played 53 minutes. You can clearly see if you've watched on television or if you, you might have seen the clips on the clip on social media, you, you see the moment where clearly he feels his knee again. It's just a random ball. He goes for it. And after that, straight away, he's, he's calling for the, for the doctors and you know it's over. He will be up, up to four, four weeks, I think. To be fair, I think this is quite optimistic because it was a bad injury in the first place and, and it looked really, really worrying. We've seen one, he's, like, he's got a personal trainer that works with him that was quite uh, vocal on social media before deleting the message the, on Instagram about the anger that he feels that maybe Chelsea rushed Rich James a little bit for that, for that comeback, uh, not just against Bournemouth, but even before that he played a friendly during the, uh, during the international break for the World Cup and that maybe that was a little bit too early. This is not the first time that it happened at Chelsea, and maybe there's something in there. However, right now, I don't think we have to play the blaming game. It's just a, it's just a real shame for, Ch for Rich James himself, for Chelsea as well, to lose such an important player uh, yeah. at, the, at this very busy time of the season as well. Yeah, January is huge for Chelsea as well. Mm. Look, it's always a difficult scenario, but the player always wants to tell you that he's ready. Right. I've seen it, and we've all played with players uh, that are coming back from longer term injuries, even like cruciate injuries, or cruciate uh, surgeries. And after four, five, five and a half months of like, and I've seen it with a couple of colleagues of mine, particularly at Celtic, where Brian Scott, the physio, just went, I'll tell you when you're ready. Right. And not you. Okay. And it's just maybe that extra four or five weeks or that extra six weeks. It seems like an eternity. It seems like an eternity in your mind, maybe in your manager's mind. But now we're talking about, as Joe said, potentially between four and eight weeks. And then when he comes back from that, that 
seed of doubt is in the mind again. Yeah. And if something happens, it's probably a surgical procedure and you're talking about the rest of the season. So you have to be really, really 100% sure when you're coming back from these nasty injuries and it uh, looks on the face of it that this was too soon. Well, what's interesting, Shaq, Jules mentioned obviously the personal trainer. trainer. Certainly the level now of sports science is high enough yeah. to be able to say yes or no without even really needing to speak to the player, certainly if he's telling you yes. Yeah, yeah but, but ultimately uh, the, the player and how he feels does have a big, a big say in that, a big say in, in, in when he comes back. And there's so much you can tell from scans, etc. But Craig's right. As a player, you want to feel your fit. And, and it does become a real, you know, um, a, a, a real pull and tug be, between the two. And, and for Rhys James, in his defense, he's had to sit out so much because right. of this injury. So you understand the frustration. You understand why he wants to get back fit. Not only what, what he missed out with international football, Chelsea haven't really been playing themselves. He has been, he has been a, a, a huge miss. And, and as a player, that's hard to sit on the sidelines and just kind of witness. And you want to think that, that it, it will be fine and, and, and you will be better. But then, and I think this is where the experience comes in, you get that injury, you get that setback, you know next time around, um, you earn the side of caution. When it's your first big injury and you're coming back, you, you tend to push it a, a little bit more. And I say that not knowing Rhys James' there, full injury history. There is a correlation, uh, and I'm not suggesting on, on this particular incident, but there is a correlation between the modern-day equipment uh, right. in terms of the, uh, the, 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 the cleats, as you would call them, or, yep. the, or the boots, as we would have called them, and how quickly, as... Science moves forward with all these things in terms of how fast they will stop you. Sounds like a strange thing to say. Oh, these stop you a little bit quicker because they get more grip on the turf. Uh, great. But actually, no, because the body is meant to have uh, so, a little, so much given it. And when all these, these new things with certain footwear that the players are wearing, you see, I think you see a lot more sort of knee and tendon problems with players because these things are literally... The, the game is so fast and these guys are so fit and quick. And when they're planting their feet and doing stuff and it's stopping them, and I say, I'm not suggesting this incident, but it's a generalisation... I think it's putting the players' knees, ankles, Achilles, all these things under so much pressure that it's literally stopping them, like hitting a car brakes. Right. And the body just can't take it, or it can only take so much. And so uh, I just think everything has moved on. The game is so fast. The equipment and, and the footwear is so uh, modernised that you have to be just really, really careful. How big a blow is this for Chelsea? Huge, because you saw even in that short period how much uh, width, attacking, confidence, defensive confidence he gives them. The guy can do pretty much anything. He can step in the middle of the park. He can play as a three uh, and a centre, as a three at the back as a right-sided, which he did in the cup final and other games. Huge. Absolutely. I mean, Aspilicueta is a hugely experienced player. We know that. But he doesn't give them the outlet going forward yeah. and that physical presence that Rhys James gives. Uh, just a reminder, extra time, as always, is available over on our YouTube channel. Jules will be back with us, Craig, and Shaka as well, to answer some of your questions. Passion, drive and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. 
superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights and more. Whether you're into speed, power or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Did you know less than 10% of Americans own an e-bike? Here's why that should change. Studies show e-bike owners actually end up exercising more, plus getting outside more. If you're looking for a balanced lifestyle and everyday adventures, you need to check out Electric e-bikes. They are the number one selling e-bike brand in America. Their bikes are typically foldable, pre-assembled and have serious range up to 150 miles on some models. Check them out today at electricebikes.com and add some more adventure to your week. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-Bikes.com. PSG returns to action on Wednesday as they play host to Strasbourg. Neymar and Mbappe would both start this game. Uh, Neymar would set up Marquinhos for the opening goal. We saw some nice touches from the Brazilian as well throughout the first half. Six minutes into the second half, though, an own goal from Marquinhos would make it 1-1. And then in the 61st minute, it was all about Neymar. He'd get a yellow card for kind of handing off Thomas. And what did you think of that? Yeah, I, I, I sympathise. Defender comes in a little bit low as a striker, trying to keep some separation. See them given, but I thought it was a little harsh. Moments later, though, it's a clear dive from Neymar in the box. He gets his second yellow card. He's off. PSG down to 10 men. They would, though, eventually win the game after Mbappe wins a penalty late on. By the way, Marquinhos scored in that play. The referee brought it back for a spot kick, which Mbappe converted, meaning PSG win by two goals to one. And, of course, top of the table at the moment, the defending champions, who are eight points clear of Lens. Jules, Neymar. Yeah, Neymar. I mean, uh, he wanted to play to forget about the World Cup. Same with same with Kylian. That's why they started, and we saw the good from Neymar, like the assist and the, the skills the boys mentioned here when we saw on the highlight, and then obviously the worst with the especially the second yellow, the dive, uh, the sending off, the red card. He left the Parc des Princes pretty much straight after he went to the dressing room and took his stuff and left. Galtier kind of excused him a bit in a way saying that he was very frustrated and he had to let go his anger and that's why he left and we have to understand it I'm not sure I do to be fair that's not really what you do after being sent off at home or away Um, but it's just yeah it was just a night I think to forget for him not the night that he wanted after the World Cup and for PSG who they really didn't play well uh, it's all about the win and getting that late 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 winner from Mbappe I mean (laughs) I just don't know I just don't know what to say anymore. I mean, I, 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 just nothing surprises any of us. I mean, if he left the Parc de France with fireworks coming out of the back of his car, he wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> Maybe I, a little I mean, bit. <laughs> I just, I, I, I don't know. I mean, look, these, these are just unfortunate incidents. You'd think you'd learn from this. Some of the skill in the game, as we've already saw, was tremendous. Uh, don't have a problem with these little. Bits of genius in the middle of the park that we saw, but you know, if you're going to get go to the ground and take a second yellow, uh, you can't really have too many complaints. And ultimately, you know, you have a team 
and you have colleagues that are still out there battling away. And, and yeah. as Jill said, you, you really, and I'm being super nice here for once, you just shouldn't be leaving the stadium. It's as simple as that. As, just, as, as I said, I sympathise. Is that, is that the most egregious thing of this? Leaving the stadium yeah. before the... I, I, I think so. And, and given, given the cards, and as I say, I, I sympathise with the first. Sometimes as right. a striker reaching back, the defenders coming in a little bit low. So I allow him that. But you pick up a booking. You're on a yellow. You, you don't do that. You, you, you don't make the referee's job that easy. And then when you do, as frustrating as, as it may be, you don't storm off. You've dropped your team in it. This, this, there's, there's no other way to put it. You've dropped the, your teammates in it. They've held out. They got the win. The least you could have done was be there for that. Be there for them as they come off the, come off the, the, the pitch just to say well done. To, to storm off as you are, again, you're making it all about you. And the one thing that PSG has kind of had go against them over the years is too many individuals making everything about themselves. What will the PSG fans say about this, Jules? I don't know. We heard a bit of, of uh, booing after the red card. I think that was more for the referee than for Neymar, whose name was, was, was applauded and everything before the start of the game. So I, I, don't know, I don't know which side. It's a bit too early to say. We will not be more tomorrow. The friends that I had in the stadium, I have to be honest here, and like Craig said, and, and I agree completely, they didn't really understand how you can let your team down in that way because taking a, a red card, especially that way, you let the boys down and then you can leave because you feel frustrated when clearly you're the only one to blame. It's not a mistake by the referee. Even if you don't really agree with the first yellow, you could see given and we see them given quite regularly. The second one is a shocking dive. So why is the frustration? What? So you're frustrated because you let your own team down and then you leave the stadium. So you let them down a second time. I just, I just don't get it. So I would think that tomorrow the fans will feel pretty aggrieved. I think by Neymar's attitude, he's going to miss one game now because he's not a straight red, it's two yellows. So he's going to miss the next game against Lens, by the way, uh, which, is, which will be first against second, which will be huge, away from home as well. And Messi won't be back because he's only back at the beginning of January. So, again, you let your team down even more, by the way, by missing yeah. that big game. Uh, I, I just don't get it. Uh, we saw Coutier uh, frustrated on the sideline, Jules, obviously, because he didn't, the referee didn't play advantage when Manquinho scored, pulled the penalty back. Mbappe is not bad at these penalty things. <laughs> Yeah, no, I mean, obviously, after the World Cup final and the penalties that he scored there, you would, I think the, the, the little hiccups that he had on penalties before maybe are behind him now, the confidence. We saw the reaction when, when Marquinhos had scored and everybody thought that that was the winner. Luis Campos went absolutely mad on the touchline, for example, <laughs> Galtier as well, and then they had to come down and then Kylian had to take the penalty. We saw very iconic celebration and... We talked about Neymar and the reception from the fans after that. We saw a very special re reception as well for Mbappe from the fans, the banner saying the future belongs to you. And then what happened after the winning goal, of course, I think will go a long way into this kind of love and hate relationship at times between Mbappe and the, the PSG Ultras. I love when you go down the, uh, you know, you uh, mentioned Messi. When you look at the team news on any of, the, uh, of, any of the apps, uh, one of the apps that I use, I oh. team news. Yeah. And uh, when you get to an Argentinian player, it, it tells you who's playing and it tells you the subs usually. Yeah. And then who's injured or who's out suspended. Right. And every Argentinian player I've seen so far, it just says, 
vacation with, <laughs> with some states unknown. <laughs> yeah, it's brilliant. Unknown. <laughs> unknown. Uh, Jules uh, is in the big chair once again oh. for the, the latest Isn't edition it? of the Gab and Jules podcast. Nadem uh, oh. will be joining them. Be sure to check that out. Gab uh, remains on holiday. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't a search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash FC. Just go to Indeed.com slash FC right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on the podcast. Indeed.com slash FC, terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. La Liga then returns uh, tomorrow, Thursday. Uh, we'll focus on Barcelona against Espanyol, which is on New Year's Eve, uh, which is Saturday. Barca go into that clash without Robert Lewandowski. He'll be saving the first of a three-match ban. Of course, getting sent off uh, the gesture that he made towards the referee. Uh, for more on this, let's welcome in, shall we? Uh, oh, here we go. Let's show oh, he got, he got, he got He got sent off for that, didn't he? Uh, yes, but it's what happened afterwards. Yeah, and then he pointed to his nose. But so he got a second yellow for this. Now this was a straight red. It should have been anyway. There, that was it. Little signal. Yeah. yeah. Of course, that can, you can yeah. construe that as anything. Can well, you? I don't, well, I'm often just the that. referees are construed it. Scratching as, my nose, um, you know. something bad against them. And you got a nose this size, you can scratch oh, uh, it. Yeah. Uh, let's welcome in, shall we, Julien Laurent, and for the first time in a long time, ready for this. <laughs> Feliz Fiesta, Gemma. Uh, well, well, yes. Felices Fiestas, Dan. Hola, hola. Hello, how are you? I thought you'd be a bit more impressed with that. Anyway, uh, <laughs> Lewandowski <laughs> out then for the first three games, uh, Gemma. Uh, I imagine a lot of people are scratching their heads as to why this deserved a three-match ban. Yeah, well done. Uh, there, there was a lot of people very much upset, especially the, the player himself. Uh, I, I remember I had the chance to talk to him just after that day, uh, that game at Osasuna, because it was the day that he received the golden shoe. And he was quite confident that when Barca will claim for that three-match ban, he was sure that uh, they, they for, sure, for sure will reduce it. But uh, with this kind of actions, referees are very strict here in Spain, and I think he needs to learn the, the lesson. It's true that he said that it's, it's a gesture because they were talking about that uh, with Xavi, that careful when you see yellow because this can happen to you here in Spain. Uh, and yeah, I think it's very much a streak, but the rules are like this in Spain and I'm sure he will learn the lesson because it's a huge set for Barca because he has scored almost a half of the goals for Barcelona. Yeah, of course, he's been key. You can see that here. It's, as you say, almost 50% uh, of the goals since making that big move from Bayern Munich have been scored for Barca by Robert Lewandowski. He's really hit the ground running. When it comes to that move from the Bundesliga to La Liga, uh, they've got, let's take a look at the next three games they have coming up that he will miss. Uh, as I mentioned, it's the mini Barcelona derby. It's the early kickoff on Saturday where they take on Espanyol. Then it's Atletico Madrid. And then it's at home against Getafe. Proper matches for Barca. Oh yeah, oh, I mean, yeah, definitely. Go on, Jim. Uh, 
No, no, I mean, it's, it's three big games and uh, the, the way we've seen Barcelona struggle uh, when uh, goals uh, with the rest of the strikers maybe not being as fit and especially because they don't have a proper number nine with uh, so many minutes and the confidence of uh, Xavi Hernandez. Big pressure on people coming in. Well, that's it, isn't it? Pressure Who do you replace him with? Alexis, pressure on Alexis Dembele and yeah. the youngsters and maybe, you know, Ansu Fati, who's been sort of in and out this season and we've wondered if he was going to get a run on the side and, you know, and Frankie de Jong getting far from the middle of the park. Look, I think what they're saying in Spain here is if you're going to make these sort of gesticulations about referees or insinuations we're going to ban you yep. no matter who you are in some sense he's a, he was a little lucky anyway because it should have been a three game ban if the referee had, had, had adjudicated it properly for violent conduct which he never uh, so ultimately they're losing him that could be a big problem bearing in mind how tight it is at the top yes. and it is a two horse race yes. it's going to be a two horse race between now and the end of the season and he as we know having covered the Liga um, as we do, has you know been the big difference again yes. when this side has struggled in games that have been tight. He's popped up with moments of genius uh, and it's got them over the line. Well, they have to deal without him, obviously. Who's going to replace him, Gemma? Oh, that's a tricky, uh, difficult question. I think there are three players that can do that. Uh, Ansu Fati maybe could be the, 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 the more appropriate guy for, uh, for, for the position, but he hasn't been enjoying that uh, so many minutes. Ferran Torres could be another option, or Memphis Depay. The, the, the Dutchman, it's uh, difficult to say if he will be the, the one because he hasn't been playing because he was injured and there was a little bit of... Um, uh, the Barcelona felt like maybe he was not trying to come back as early as he could because he was thinking on the World Cup. Then we saw that this was not true because he the two opening games of uh, the Netherlands there in, in Qatar. Uh, Memphis Depay is the player who got the winning goal last time they played the Catalan Derby last season in the Camp Nou could be one of the... I mean, it's very difficult to, to say what Xavi will do because it, this is like an opening game almost. It's been a month and a half of uh, almost holidays, we can say, but away from uh, being training with uh, Barcelona. So it's really difficult uh, to, to, to predict. I think we have to see what Xavi will will tell us in the press conference and, and what is he doing in the last trainings because he today earlier today was the first time he got all the squad uh, that they were able to, to train all together when Kunde and, and Dembele were back with, uh, with the squad. Um, if I have to say, I think it could be between Ansu Fati or, or Memphis Depay, but I have to, to see the last trainings. Uh, that game is on Saturday. Meanwhile, on Friday, Real Madrid return their away against uh, Valladolid. Karim Benzema, well, his agent, I suppose, more than Benzema, has been uh, making the headlines, Jules, of course, releasing those medical documents that basically showed and confirmed that Benzema could have played from the round of 16 for France. Yeah, that's right, Dan. Uh, Karim Jaziri, who is still very close to Karim Benzema, who used to be his agent for many, many years, almost 20 years, and then... Not so much anymore, but still very present in, in Karim's life and environment and entourage, if you want. Adamant that basically what happened at the World Cup, which we, we kind of knew already, was that Deschamps considered that the injury that Karim suffered the night before the start of the tournament was just too serious to keep him within the squad, basically just recovering and getting better and not really being sure when he would be able to play him. Jaziri says the last 16... 
Deschamps thought it, it was more the quarterfinals, for example. That was a long time to, to, to wait for him to have him ready. And Benzema was like, well, if you value me as much as you've been saying, if I'm one of your key players, then surely I'm worth waiting for. And I'm worth keeping, keeping myself here, making me ready, help me recovering. And then whenever I'm ready, last 16 quarters, semi, it, it doesn't matter so much. Then I can play and help the team. You can see the two different, not, mm. not versions, because they, they, I think they're both true. It's just you can, you can see like why Deschamps decided what he wanted to do and why Benzema felt upset by what Deschamps decided to do. When he didn't bring another player in, look, look, you don't have to hire Inspector Clouseau oh. to figure this one out. Right. You just okay, don't. We're going Clouseau. You just don't. Yeah. Right? Any other top player, any other top player in an elite country, and Benzema is, would have been left there to see how if he can play a part. Yep. Even if it's 20 minutes in the World Cup final and it's a goal. If I don't bring anybody else in, that's happening. Right. We've all figured it out <laughs> so we get our own show. Right. Oh, really? Is that Better it's... gadget or whatever. Oh, it, it, there's, a, there's a problem. <laughs> the shops didn't want him around yes. the place. Yeah. Hovering around. Yeah. It's not, it, ain't, it ain't rocket science. Yeah. It's um, what Frank taught us. Uh, is it Shushu? Is that what it was? Basically, the teacher's pets is someone like Antoine Griezmann. Oh, no, you've tried Spanish today already. That no, no, failed. No, no, no. It, didn't, it did not fail. Thank <laughs> you very much. Gemma's underwhelming reception tried. should not be a judgment on my fantastic Spanish. But, Jules, obviously, if this was someone like, say, Griezmann or Mbappe, then they would have stayed with the camp, yeah? It's because of, a, obviously, a personal rift between Deschamps and Benzema. Well, we will never know. I see, and Shushu, well done, by the way. I didn't know you knew that, that word. Yeah, oh, take that. Well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, done, doesn't. I have to say. But in a way, I mean, we all thought Benzema was because Deschamps brought him back out of the blue after five and a half years of dropping him for the sex tape scandal for the Euros 18 months ago, or less, even less than that. So you think like... Well, surely if Deschamps went into that all that, those difficulties to bring him back, because clearly he thought we can only win Euro 2021 or Euro 2020 in 2021 with Karim Benzema in the team. And then even when Karim was injured through the season 21-22, you still like, kept calling him and being in touch. And then obviously you call him for the World Cup. You call him up for the World Cup. You know, I didn't think there was a rift between them before the start of the tournament, before that first injury. Then, obviously, by now, and, and Benzema has announced his international retirement, so we know there's clearly the taboo is that they didn't see eye to eye, or they didn't agree on the decision that, to send Karim home. And remember, the way he left as well, Qatar, we, we reported it, we, we broke the news on ESPN on the website. He took that 8 o'clock flight to Madrid. He left so early that no one said goodbye apart from his friend, Marcus Thuram. It was all so strange. Nobody was still waiting for him after he came back from the hospital clinic, after all the scans and everything. It was just all weird. And, and one day we will know exactly the truth. I mean, Deschamps has refused to talk about it ever since that day, really. But at some point, he will have to. Karim, at some point, will come. We will officially on record. And I'm hoping it's to us, we'll say, listen, this is how I felt, this is what happened, I felt that the decision should have been different. Whatever he says, but at some point we will know the truth, and, and I think we deserve to know the truth as well. Well, sure, the amount of propaganda you're churning out around the Ballon d'Or <laughs> in support of Benzema, surely he owes you one, Jules, and he can tell you exactly what happened. Uh, meanwhile, Vidalite, 
<laughs> vital in Real Madrid, Gemma. You imagine Benzema there and he'll be hungry to prove a point. Oh, yes, uh, definitely. Uh, he, he has been training uh, hard for that, also for showing uh, his national coach that he would have been available and could have helped. Uh, I, think, I, I think it's shocking that the, the, the Ballon d'Or and probably the best striker in the last two seasons was not there to help the team at, at, at the final or the semifinals. Uh, so I'm sure he, he goes back uh, to Real Madrid uh, hungry to, to, to prove his point and to keep being the, the probably the best striker in in, in La Liga with him and, and Lewandowski. Uh, meanwhile, Atletico Madrid uh, kick things off tomorrow. Uh, of course, some of their players that did really well in the World Cup. Simeone, though, will sort that out. Uh, Joao Felix, he says, and is an important part of this team. It, it's getting it's ridiculous, isn't it, Gemma? We know that these two don't, that Felix doesn't fit in this Simeone setup, and it's only a matter of time hmm. before he leaves. Yeah, I mean, they don't like each other. I think that's pretty clear. Uh, um, Joe Felix and uh, Diego Pablo Simeone. It's still a big opportunity for, for Joao Felix, and I think he might be starting on that game. I, what we've seen in Atletico last training is that I think Simeone, even though he, what he thinks and everything what happened and that he hasn't been starting in the last uh, Liga games, he will give him an opportunity playing next to uh, Antoine Griezmann, probably Morata in the bench, uh, be, maybe to get the momentum of the player that he recovered the happiness playing in Fernando Santos' squad in, in, with Portugal. In, in Qatar. Yeah, it's a matter of time that he will be leaving. This is uh, might, might be pretty clear, but there is another circumstance is that he is the top signing of, uh, of Atletico Madrid, 127 million euros, and they cannot sell him cheap. Uh, because they cannot uh, afford the, the losing so much uh, money for his, their economical situation. And how many clubs are in Europe that can afford 100 million uh, uh, for, for this player? Not many. They, they, they are studying a kind of loan to the Premier League. Uh, we will see, but I think until this uh, winter transfer market, this is one of the big issues of Atletico de Madrid in the next uh, transfer window. But until this is happening, I think we will be seeing Joao Felix uh, Simone giving him uh, yet another uh, chance, and we will see. But of course, it's, uh, it's, a, it's a different situation. He won't be having the freedom he has when he plays for Portugal. It's another way of playing, another way of understanding football for Diego Pablo Simeone. Uh, with your Arsenal way, Jules, do you want him? Yeah. <laughs> um, I went, well, for sure, is that Uncle George is trying to, he's uh, pretty much calling everybody on earth to try to, yeah. uh, to find a club for Joao Felix. Very, like Gemma just explained, and rightly so, on loan probably, maybe with an option to buy. Not sure about the obligation to buy at the end of the season, but certainly, at least if you loan him and he shines in whatever club that is, Arsenal, PSG, Manchester United, Chelsea, wherever you want, and that's the kind of club that George Mendes is trying to, to, to find an agreement or find some sort of interest for Joao Felix, then I think it'd be easier in the summer to maybe find a club for, on a permanent basis. And in the same way, if you play him tomorrow, if he does well, and if he does well in the next what, couple of games, three games, again, it'll be easier. You can say, look, he's got momentum, he's back in confidence, he's just not working out for us here and for him here. But if you take him on loan, he can do whatever. All of that is very important right now. I think there's a player in there, but we said it from day one. This was the wrong transfer. He's been, mm. he's been almost like locked in because of the, the amount that they paid for him. But from the beginning, we've known that this was wrong. So there's a player there. It depends on the conditions, but I'm sure there's a lot of clubs that can do 
you know, that can do with a very good draw of Felix in their team, for sure. And Arsenal are not one of them. You don't think so? I, I, just, don't, I just don't see where the room is from. Right. Uh, they have... Odegaard was fantastic again. Uh, Smith-Rowe's been out, but you can play anywhere for, along there. They signed uh, Vieira from Porto in the summer, who's a playmaker, whose game time has been limited, but he's another... Uh, player of that kind of ilk who, who, who can open up defences so you're just chucking another one in whether it's I don't know short term or not it's another salary in there uh, upsets the rhythm and the upsets the apple cut a little bit so I, I really I'd have him I'd, I'd have him I'd have him through the middle for Jesus I'm not saying I'm not saying I'd have him I'm not saying I'm not having him what are you going to do with him yeah, exactly. through the middle in place of Jesus, no. Jesus, I was injured playing through the middle. And Ketia's come in, done well. You rocked the boat there. I just and Ketia's not the answer. And I don't think Felix through the through the middle on his own up there with two guys wide of him is the answer either. If I'm being honest, I just don't think he's a completely different player from Jesus. Right. Jesus has got old fashioned old fashioned centre half skills about uh, centre forward skills about him, but he's also got playmaking and physical skills, and he can he can. Uh, drift into wide positions, his movement good, his link-up's good, and he's physically strong. Yeah, I, I'll, I think Felix is a tremendous player, he's lacked consistency, but I think Arsenal have five or six that go along that front line that they can rotate from, and I just think if you're throwing another one in there, it's maybe a bit of a head. I, I just don't think you can find anybody with the same skill set as Gabriel Jesus. You want a short-term fix, and I think João Felix through the middle gives you that, especially on loan, not all that expensive. Uh, let's talk about uh, another forward, shall we, Jules? The deal that has been done. Uh, David Datra Fofana is going to go to Chelsea. It's confirmed when the January transfer window. Oh, oh we're going Mateus Cunha. Oh, sorry, we're going Mateus Cunha. Oh, my mistake. He's shouting at me now, the producer. Oh, yeah. He's very angry. Right, well, just, He's very uh, angry. Hold on, just talk Spanish. You'll never know. Spanish is. Never will never know. I jumped off the run down. Never. Yes, yeah, we'll talk about it. No, 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 no. I, I, God, I jumped half the rundown then. Uh, let's talk about Mateus Cunha, who our producer's obsessed with because he doesn't understand how a player who's only scored, what hasn't scored in 20 games, can go for £50 million, Jules. Yeah, I think that's a fair inter interrogation, to be honest. He's not a clinical striker. We've known that. He wasn't when he was in, in Germany, although he had one really good season, of course, out of Berlin. But he's not just that sort of. Haaland type number nine, if you want, um, not even nowhere near in terms of efficiency. Uh, I, think, I think he's a good player and I think he will offer you a lot. And, and Craig talked about Gabriel Jesus' skills in the sense that Matheus Cunha will run for you and will press and counter press and he will bring all that kind of energy and, and even, even, even to some extent a bit of physicality, but he's also good on the ball. But just don't expect him to, to score 25 goals a season. That's not going to happen. You know, so it depends what Wolves are looking for. But we all thought that Wolves were looking for an efficient striker, which I don't think Cunha is. At least it's another body to go with Raul Jimenez, to go with Diego Costa, of course. Uh, and and let's, see, let's see how he does with Lopetegui in there. But yeah, you can understand why it's a, well, it's a loan with an obligation to buy for 50 million. Let's, not, let's remind everyone as well that this is a Jorge Mendes deal between mm. two Jorge Mendes clubs, Atletico de Madrid on one side and Wolverhampton on the other side, where Jorge Mendes is, is obviously technically the sporting director and who runs this club. Uh, Gemma, are people as surprised as producer Pete that they got 50 million for him? 
Um, yeah, I mean, our uh, good surprise for, for Atletico, especially to, to relieve the, the economical struggles that the, they are facing. And, and as uh, Jules was uh, mentioning, he's not a clinical uh, a striker. Yes, he, he's, he's a, a fighting kind of a player that uh, he works a lot for the team. But maybe, uh, as we see with uh, that number, seven goals in 54 uh, games, is not uh, someone that uh, uh, will have this quality in the final third to, to give you points uh, uh, there, but uh, it's been a good surprise for Atletico Madrid that uh, sometimes struggles to make money with this kind of operations. They've managed to, to do that, and, and, and of course, is losing some quality there in the squad, but it's not that kind of player that uh, will be a huge setback for, for Simeone, not, not being able to, to count on him now. Thank you very much, Shema. Which game are you going to tomorrow? I'm going to, uh, on New Year's Eve, I'm going to be spending with you guys at uh, Catalan Derby, Camp Nou, Barça Español. So I will tell you Happy New Year there. And I'm very impressed with your Spanish, Dan. I'm sorry, I was so shocked no, I wasn't able no, to show fine. my emotions no, earlier. It's, 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 better than, it's better than my presenting no. today, at least. He spent, he spent five years in Spain. And okay, Gemma. Muchas gracias. Hasta luego. See you later, Gemma. Thank you. Horrendous. Just a reminder, then, La Liga action kicks off tomorrow. Atleti against LT. Is our late game on ESPN Plus. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. We've discussed this a lot, haven't we, over the last 48 hours. Gagpo is officially a Liverpool player after making that move from the Eredivisie for £35 million. Many thought he would end up at Manchester United. This is what Ten Hag had to say about missing out on the attacker. I'm not looking at other teams. I'm looking at our team. And I'm convinced of the squad we have, the players in our team. Uh, that they have the capabilities, individual and as a team, to compete with, with all those teams. How are they getting so cheap, Jules? Well, that's a good question. Uh, very good question. I think what we saw in the uh, last summer, when Gapko was very close to leaving PSV Eindhoven, is a bit of a power struggle between John de Jong, who at the time was the sort of technical director, sporting director at PSV, and the board, I think the board wanted to cash in on, on Gabco back in the summer. The young was saying like, listen, this is crazy. Trust me, after the World Cup, he will be worth 15, 20 million more than what we're going to get here. And let's not forget that in the summer, United were there, but there were also Leeds and Southampton. These were the kind of clubs who were the most serious about Cody Gabco. And the young got sacked, by the way, for that power struggle with the board, for not almost letting Gapko go in the summer. And now he's leaving for still more money than what they've got in the summer. But let's not forget, this is already divisive prices. Unless you're Ajax and you can push the price for an Anthony, for example, and even Lissandro Martinez to a certain extent, this is what you're going to get for Cody Gapko and the, the, the already divisive stars, really. So maybe for us, it looks like a very good price. And it is, to be fair, for Liverpool. Mm. 
But I think PSV, for someone who was born and bred in Eindhoven, went through all the academy stages, everything, for them as well, it's a good deal. Do you like it, Shaq? Yeah, uh, for, for that for that kind of price, um, Gakpo coming in and, and Jesus right. I thought I thought played really well from the World Cup. Showed that he has a good scoring touch coming from wide. You can make that argument that Liverpool have quite a few of those already. But still, at, at 23, that kind of price, the kind of quality he's shown for for both club and country, I, I think it's good business. You've talked about it already. Do you want to talk about it again? Uh, only if you try to figure out where we're going. Next. No, I know where we're going next. Oh well, I'm good then. Get ready. <laughs> David Datra Fofana is officially now a Chelsea player. Oh. He will join the club on a New Year's hey. Day. Um, will he play, Jules? Are you sure? Are you sure we're talking about Fofana now? This is this is the moment for Fofana now, yeah? Oh, all right, Jules, don't you, don't you start. No, I'm just. I'm kidding. Oh. I'm kidding. Um, this is a good question, Dan. If he's going to play, we saw him, obviously, with Mulder, we saw him in the league, we saw him, he played a little bit as well in Europe, uh, doing, doing well, to be fair. This is a player that just turned 20, uh, only a few days ago, 20, 22nd of December, I think he was born, who has been very impressive for, for a lot of the scouts who go to, uh, to Scandinavia for the goals that he scored, for the type of goals that he scored, for, for his, all, his attributes physically, the pace, the skills, all of that. I think there was a few clubs already like following him and being being there ready for him Chelsea Chelsea got there first this is part of this kind of new policy if you want or some of the new policy under Todd Burley of getting those very talented young players all around Europe we saw Slonina we saw Casadei for example there would be more but Yashil is probably the next one from Monaco although he's slightly ahead of the other youngsters that they've signed so far but this is all part of that policy I, I, I like it I have to say is it Good enough for a big club like Chelsea, I'm not so sure, but Fofana has huge potential, huge talent. He's already an Ivorian international. Cl- clearly, there were a lot of clubs after him, so well done, Chelsea. I'm not sure he's ready to play right now in the Premier League, like straight in January, for example, in the big games that they have or in the Champions League. But I would think that it would give him some time, maybe him starting to train with the first team, but play with the reserve, for example, and all that kind of stuff. But if they look after him well and if he improves well, I think sooner rather than later you will see him with the first team. He's no Matthias Cunha, son, is he? Who would is? you like to see that graphic again? Who is? Who is? <laughs> 40 million. <laughs> I don't know how that happened. Uh, there we go. Thank you very much, Jules. Just a reminder, a transfer talk. Uh, should be your first port of call during the January transfer window. Well, and that's where I'm, I'm looking for already. News. There you go. Look. What are you doing? Talking. Hey, Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! 
Playmaking Splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is hypnotic and tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Uh, on ESPN Plus, you have the championship three games for you on Thursday. QPR against Luton. Millwall will take on Bristol City. And it's Blackpool against Sheffield United. You have to change that music. Why? Don't you like it? Driving me nuts. All right. Okay, good. I'll keep it in then. Uh, FA Cup action then next week. Uh, some notable ties for you. United Everton. Uh, the seventh seed Spurs take on Pompey. Commentary Wrexham. Sheffield Wednesday. Newcastle. Liverpool against Wolves. And then it's City Korea. against Chelsea. <laughs> On Sunday, uh, me are on Monday, Oxford take on Arsenal. All of those uh, games live, plus all the rest of them as well on ESPN Plus. Yep, yep, yep. Spread yourself there. Now you're going to love this, Greg. Go on. Football Americas have compiled the top 50 goals in North American soccer, and they yep. put it together on a special, uh, which will be available on ESPN Plus that tomorrow. That, that drops. does not land in my doorstep. There we go. I will be. That is it. That's on the end the of seamless show. Thank you very much to everyone who has been on. Uh, Julian Laurent returns, as does Craig and Shaka. You heard uh, about the big transfer to Wolves. Sure to stay tuned. <laughs> Uh, extra time is next. Forty mil. <laughs> Welcome into the latest edition of Extra Time. Thank you as always oh. for your tweets, Craig Burley. You're right. What are you yeah. doing? I'm. Uh, you know, there's just so much, <laughs> so much room in your dreams now. <laughs> it's my belt, and you're gonna have to punch another hole in my belt. Oh, you can buy a new one. Yeah, no, no, I'm only joking. I don't. I thought Jan was going to be on today. Uh, no, why did you think that? I don't know. I thought he said yesterday. You had that weird argument with him yesterday. I still don't really know what it was about. <laughs> uh, Shaq is here as well. There you am. Shaq, you have some glitter on your head, I noticed during the show. Yeah. I love our rapping people had glitter on it. <laughs> well, you're rapping it with your head. I've just been covered in glitter for the last week. Christmas was a long time ago. Sure. Yeah, I know, but there's glitter that, everywhere in my house. That, that <laughs> glitter argument will not stand. There's that Christmas argument. There's glitter everywhere stand. in my house. Uh, it's not going to stand up in a court of law. <laughs> See, your glitter put me off my rundown. You see? <laughs> Yo, oh, so it's my fault. Definitely. <laughs> Definitely right. your fault. Uh, Julian Laurent. Jules, we're talking about my brilliant Spanish. Did I see you speaking Spanish on ESPN Deportes during the World Cup? Yes. Showing off. His grandfather is Spanish. That was me. I got Jesus' entire family tree. Wow, there you go. Look at that. Thank you, Another show. (laughs) Yeah, multi-talented, that's why I am. Another show, Jones. Right, yeah. Five live. Tick. (laughs) Okay. What's the over-under on Harlem goals total in 2023? Total? Total. What, calendar year? Yes. Or season? Oh, oh, for the calendar year. Calendar year. Oh, calendar year. A lot. How many did you have before... Let's go Before. 50. Let's go 50 again. 50? Yeah, I'm going over 50. I don't know how many you had coming into Man City. I can't remember. Right. Obviously, I didn't know that question was coming. I had uh, otherwise, you've done some research. I had I done so, I would have oh, uh, looked back. Is anyone going to help us? No. 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 Is no. anyone going to help? No. No. Over, under. Just shout. They'll just shout. He got 82 goals this year. It's one being. Oh, that's wrong now. Great. Well, then now you made me look like an idiot. Listen, just ignore them. <laughs> Uh, Jules, I'm not answering the question. Jules, what's your over under? Uh, over 100, how many? What? Uh, how many goals is he going to get? Like how many... So I was trying to work out how many games he would play in a calendar, in a calendar year. And yes. I mean. What is a calendar year? Yeah, that's like a Jules? lot of games. <laughs> I... 
<laughs> no, but like, I mean, the end of the, the season, then the start of next season, all the international. <laughs> the it's a lot. I mean, I was not prepared. Like, Craig, I didn't know about this question. Listen, I would say he's going to score <laughs> 71. <laughs> Let's 71. Stop this. What's wrong? Why stop, are you shaking stop, your head? Stop, What's stop, stop, stop this. <laughs> Calendar year. Right. It's not the Ballon d'Or. Right. Golf. It's a season. Right. We're dealing seasons here. This sport, we're dealing seasons. So this person's interested in the calendar year. Well, the, the, well this person. Oh, uh, right in tomorrow. Right. Right, right or later. I'm right in later. Gets to who's, 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 on a carrier pigeon. Who should be addressed to? Anybody. <laughs> Your boss, Matthias Cunha, Wolverhampton, England. (laughs) I don't know. Uh, Seasons, seasons. We're dealing seasons in this show, right? Not calendar year. Oh dear, calendar years. We care about calendar year. You don't get a trophy for a calendar year, do you? Uh, Ballon d'Or. <laughs> <laughs> That's not true. No, they've changed the rules. That's not true. They've changed the rules, yes. Not true. It's not a full calendar. No, no, there we go. More nonsense. Uh, what, is, what is it about Jack Grealish, Shaka, and opposing players wanting to tackle him to oblivion? He just gives you the impression that he's a little bit chirpy, he likes right. to say a lot, right. gets on the ball, wants to do a little bit too much, and that just drives professionals mad. Right. Every, everything about that. Would you want to kick him, Craig? More than other players. Yeah, I was always. No, no, I, I like to spread the love. Yes. The, the trouble is, he takes too many touches at right. times. And when you take too many touches, you invite. You look at Mares uh, and De Bruyne. Yeah, they get kicked, not as much because they generally release the ball earlier and quicker than than Jack Grealish, and that, that's one of the reasons he's getting smashed as much as he is. Right. Apparently, our researcher is off today. I didn't even know we had a researcher. <laughs> Listen, I've told you. Ignore, <laughs> listen, just just ignore, ignore the gallery. Ignore it. Play one regardless. Even if your rundown's wrong, just play one. What are you shouting at you? Just play one. The people at home don't know. We'll just play one. Uh, Jules, when you were playing your pickup games in Qatar, did you have a Jack Grealish vibe and everyone wanted to kick you? Mm-hmm. On the dunes too. Yeah, yeah, there was a bit of that. Mm. To be fair, the English journalists thought that we like we were over competitive. Me and Sebi and Nadem, and that uh, we mm. were like doing too much. So they didn't invite us. The next game that they played, they bought our football, but they didn't invite us, which wow. I thought was a bit unfair. Um, and then when I played against Rolkin and Gary Neville and, and Ali Makos, who by the way was fantastic at scoring goals, still at 62 or 61 years of age, um, it was more like. It was it was it was a bit more level than the games that we had before with the ESPN right. boys. I'm, I'm I'm imagining there wasn't a lot of moving around from McCoist. No, but he was clinical, Craig. Unbelievable. Yeah, it's clinical. I mean, I know I've seen it. Played against him, played with him. But you're talking about a man who, even at his height and peak of his career, right? He used to have to have the doctor come on once a half to check him for a pulse. How <laughs> oh, was he like that? Was yeah. We can confirm he is alive, he just is unwilling to move until the ball comes in the box. But when the ball comes in the box, oh, exactly the same. Was attacked. Oh. I'd have played in that game. I was trying to think You would have played in that game. I was trying no. I was trying to think oh, of it. I was trying to think about the things that I wouldn't have done with I wouldn't have ridden the camel. Right? I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have raced Jules up the sand dune. Right. I definitely wouldn't have played any pickup games. What the hell would I have done? Um, in Qatar? Jack, <laughs> given what you normally do, I'm not sure there's know, many options available to you in Qatar. Did Roy Keane punch you like he punched Jan back in the day, Jules? Uh, no, he didn't. He was good. He he said that. So basically, he he passed the ball and the ball went between my legs for one of his teammates, and he pretended right. that was a nutmeg. I said, listen, 
maybe in Ireland, but in the rest of the world, the nutmeg only counts if you get the ball back yourself behind, you know, after after the player. That pass doesn't count. So like, yeah, we had a bit of a like argument kind of thing. <laughs> My gosh. We've got how many arms? Is, I think it's 2022. How many? Here it comes. Go on. How many? Say that again. Oh, God. <laughs> 45 goals. He was injured in 42 games. Last year, wasn't he? There you are. Yeah. So 50. That's Why don't you tell me 80? I'm going 50. Why don't you tell me 82? Just I don't know, that was you. All that time, that was really interesting. <laughs> well, there we go. That's good. See, you were wandering around the guitar going, uh, well, I wonder how many goes. Why is he wandering around? Do you want to ride the count? No. Do you want to play in a pickup game? No. Ah, uh, there we go. Do you want to race Jules up the sandwiches? No. Uh. Do you want to walk to the. No. There you are. Beautiful. You could have hung out with Sebby. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, 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 who's more competitive, you or Sebi, Jules? Um, uh, that's I think you. That's you. Uh, so, so basically, Sebi. No, yeah, that's me probably. Sebi would if if I was saying to if I was getting into Sebi's head and go go and press them, let's go and get it. And you know, we quite we, me and Sebi are very similar when we play football. Uh, yeah. So I think yeah, I think I think we were quite intense, but that was fine. We would want to you know we don't play for nothing. We play to win. Right there we go. Listen, you're on holiday. It's Jules. It's Not Jules. A pick. Jules, as a Frankfurt fan, Kolo Muani has been a good a godsend for the good club. Sake, no Can he be a big part of France's future after impressive showing in the World Cup finals as a sub? Yeah, I think so. I think Deschamps really liked what he saw. I mean, all of us were, were the same. For someone who was in Japan with Frankfurt when he got the call up because Christopher Nkunku got injured, otherwise he would have never been part of that squad. I think to, to then go and have the World Cup that he had, semi-final and final especially, was very, very impressive. He's still he's young, not so much in terms of age, but in terms of experience. He's a late bloomer. We've said that on the show before. He didn't go to an academy. He stayed in Paris for quite a long time and then got, got his chance unknown. Who loaned him to the lower league, uh, lower league team, and then that's really where he, he blossomed. And then that's the start of his career. So he's still quite young in learning and, and the experience that he can have at the top, top, top level. But playing in the Champions League this year with Frankfurt, where he did really well, helped him massively. And then everything that he sort of gained at the World Cup would be huge. And I think we can expect a much, much better even second half than the first half of the season. How long is that flower staying on the team? Uh, probably till Three Kings, isn't it? What's Three Kings? January 6th. Just say January 6th. Don't be smart. <laughs> say January 5th. Hey, if I wanted to be smart, I would have said Reyes. Ah? Huh? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Annoying me. What's just that? Just sit looking at it. Right, something. That's annoying you as well. Yeah, yeah no, yeah, I just sit, I else. sit staring at it. I'm going... Official thanks. It's got, it's got, it's got Matthias Cunha written all over it. <laughs> just... It's my, my eye. I poked myself in the eye last night. I can't see as well. Right, official thanks to table for sticking to his word and admitting Messi's the greatest of all time. Meanwhile, did any of the guys have a teammate who changed his mind as quick as Shaka does? Who did I grab me for? Don changes his mind quite a lot as well, mid-argument. Well, I've seen him do that before. Anyone change their minds? Sorry? Yeah, no, it doesn't matter. Twitter. <laughs> Unfortunately, you spend too much time on Twitter, you... Not me, but... What are you talking about? <laughs> Don. <laughs> All right, Don. <laughs> sitting, what, sitting, having he needs to long conversations with people on social media. Your life That's is... That's another thing. It's not happening. What's that, long conversations ah, with people? Good grief, why would you? Well, in general? 
Yeah, you're quite sociable. I've seen you being sociable and have conversations with people. Not on, not on Twitter. No, in real life. Oh, in real life? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're perked up now. <laughs> yeah, but that's real life. Ah. Go in a bar, people start talking about it. Fine, no problem. Yes. Don't talk to me about football. No, no happening. No, put the ball My mates off. at the golf club start right. asking me questions about right, the World go. Cup. Before the World Cup, and right. I was like, listen, I'm off. I'm not working today. No, exactly. Well, don't ask me about the World Cup because you don't know anything about it. No, lovely company. And I might as well talk to you in a foreign language. I'm not, no, I just, I was like that. Yeah. Don't say foreign language around Dan. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Your life is on the line, Craig. Yes. Ooh. And you need one of the following players to score a one- one-on-one to keep you alive. Jack Grealish. Yeah, not happening. Darwin Nunez. Timo Werner. Oh, God. Uh, okay, so I'm starting with Darwin Nunez. Nunez? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, even, even though he's missed a few. I am then going to Timo Werner. Yep. And unfortunately, Mr. Grealish. That's it, Jack Grealish. Uh, he's at the back of the queue. Uh, that is it. Then oh. that brings us to the end of today's extra time. Uh, Kay will be back tomorrow. Are you in tomorrow, yep. Shane? Uh, yeah. There mm-hmm. you are. Okay, Hopefully she'll steal the ship in a, a, a sort of sane direction. Well, yes, exactly. I don't know what happened there. Uh, you poked <laughs> yourself in the eye, remember? I, I poked myself in the That's right, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Have you seen my eye? Huh? I poked myself in it last night. Oh, yeah. yeah. Good. Right, nice sympathy. Uh, right, Jules, you're gone. That's it. Uh, we will be back tomorrow then for more. Uh, Benzema. More Benzema. Benzema. More Cunha. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. More Fafana. It's all Fafana's fault. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate is to not search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com FC. Just go to Indeed.com FC right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com FC. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.